Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Happy NBA Draft Day. It's a good night, a good evening. The NBA Draft is always a fun event to watch. I'm not a a huge NBA guy. We talk about this some on the radio, but I do like the draft. It's kind of a recap of some of the top players from college basketball, and I'm really interested with some of the guys coming in from overseas. There have been so many of them that have made big impacts for their respective franchises that you simply have to pay attention to some of these names that we don't know because they did not experience college basketball. Or maybe the better way to say that is we didn't get to experience them in college basketball. Can you imagine the Joker had he played in March Madness? But fun night tonight, especially for Indiana fans. I think you'll see Mike Woodson and others on the big screen in the green room in front of the stage where the announcements are made. Jalen hood Shafino widely expected to be a top 13, 14, 15, 16 pick somewhere in there in the NBA draft. I think the majority of people think Trace is going to go in the second round, but there is the opportunity for him to go in the first round. That would be nice for him. But ultimately, Trace Jackson Davis, after just an unbelievable career at Indiana, is going to hear his name finally called in the NBA draft tonight. And then, of course, the number one pick, I don't think there's much excitement or much drama around it. Victor Wimbiana, I believe I'm saying it correctly, a very, very intriguing prospect. He is a huge guy as far as his height and wingspan. And I've never watched him at a game because, obviously, he's just been overseas. But I've watched a number of highlights or videos. You've probably seen some of them on SportsCenter and other places, especially leading up to the draft. But his name has been talked about for years. Two, three years at least his name has been on the radar as, at some point, someday, a future number one NBA draft pick. And it sure looks like he's going to head to the Spurs tonight. He... The, the quick study, the quick description of him, at least to me, is for a big guy with his size and length, he handles it like a guard, and especially he shoots it like a guard. So going to be interesting to see how he fits into the NBA and if he can answer the big ask of him because it's being promoted that he's going to be, has the potential to be a great NBA player. And, of course, Romeo Langford with the Spurs, uh, we'll see him and Wimbiana get to team up, it looks like, for next season under Coach Popovich, an Indiana native, and so that will be fun to keep an eye on him. But the Spurs definitely seem destined to pick Wimbiana as the number one pick coming up in the NBA draft tonight. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the show. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one. News, notes, headlines will get you set for the NBA draft tonight. 
I've got all the latest projections for Jalen Hood Shafino and for Trace Jackson Davis. And so we'll give those to you here in just a few moments. And then tonight we'll see exactly where they do go and if there will be any surprises leading up to uh, the picks, especially for Hood Shafino. Will he be a first-round pick? Where exactly where he get, will he get uh, selected in the NBA draft? So we'll talk about that coming up here today. Also, a little bit later in the program today, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall will join us. Alex always is with us on Thursdays as we talk the very latest with IU basketball. So that coming up here in just a bit. We'll talk NBA draft as well with Alex. He keeps an eye on the NBA, not just Indiana and not just Hood Chafino and Jackson Davis. We'll get the uh, latest thoughts from Alex on those two and some other IU basketball recruiting stuff today also. Later today, uh, our summer basketball updates continue. Sharon Wilkerson, the coach of the Red Devils, will join us, the Jeffersonville Red Devils, that is. They have had an outstanding summer. I think that everybody expected Jeff to be the front runner or one of the front runners in the area after last season. They had a good season a year ago, but with all of the sophomore talent that are now juniors, led by Trey Singleton, who, by the way, picked up his first Division I offer earlier this week, I think we all expect the Red Devils to be a real player in 4A basketball in the Hoosier Hills Conference, and Coach Wilkerson will join us. They've still got a couple games left this month. They're going to play up at the Charlie Hughes event in Indianapolis, which is a huge event. Some great games scheduled for this weekend for summer high school hoops. College coaches galore. We'll be there looking at Trey Singleton, the Red Devils, and so many other really good teams. So stay with us for that chat with Sharon Wilkerson coming up a little bit later in the show today. That's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take it to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502 502- 414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and love to hear from you here on this Thursday show. Do you got a question for Alex or something for Coach Wilkerson on the Red Devils? What is your prediction for Jalen and Trace tonight in the NBA draft? Do you enjoy the draft? Do you watch the draft, even if you're not a solid NBA guy like me? Love to hear your thoughts. 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Let's get into some headlines for today. First off, uh, where do you think Trace and uh, uh, Huchifino will go? Well, let's start with Jalen Huchifino. Again, these are the final draft boards from some of the best in the business that track and do this kind of stuff. But ESPN.com, that's Jonathan Gavoni and Jeremy Wu. They have Hood Shafino number 15 to Atlanta. Sam Vecini at The Athletic, he has Hood Shafino number 13 to Toronto. Zach Harper with The Athletic, he's got Hood Shafino number 20 to the Los Angeles Lakers. And also John Hollinger from The Athletic, number 20 to Houston, is where he has Hood Shafino. I think the highest I saw Hood Shafino, a couple people have him going number 13 to Toronto, which could be interesting, as I mentioned earlier in the week. Maybe he would team up there with former Hoosier OG Ananobi. But anywhere from 13 to 20, uh, there was a guy from the Boston Globe. I don't know him or keep up with his mock drafts to know what his history is. He had Hood Shafino going number eight to Washington. So 
I don't know that I see that, and I don't know that anybody else agrees with that, but it seems to be like 13 through 15, 13 through 16, that seems to be the sweet spot where most people are projecting Hood Shafino to go. So that's where you could expect tonight. Somewhere in there, barring any kind of late moves or trades or whatever could happen, that's where Hood Shafino should be uh, selected tonight. Also, Trace Jackson Davis, he also is all over the board, but I think most people have him solidly in the second round. Jonathan Gavoni, Jeremy Wu, I really like those guys at ESPN. They have TJD 32nd to Denver. Uh, The Athletic, here's one, number 40 pick to Indiana to the Pacers. Uh, The Athletic's uh, Zach Harper has him number 34 to Charlotte. Uh, John Hollinger from The Athletic, he doesn't have trace in his top 30 picks that's as far as he went jonathan washerman of the bleacher report he has trace at number 38 to sacramento i think the highest i saw trace was maybe as the number 28th pick uh and then of course all the way up to 42nd something like that so we'll see where trace goes tonight but i would be shocked if he doesn't hear his name called trace i think is going to be solidly in the second round and for iu fans and for a guy that's followed trace going back to his freshman year in high school i can still remember hearing about trace being a tall lanky guy that comes from a family of basketball but he just wasn't that skilled that talented back in seventh and eighth grade in the center grove system but i really remember him his freshman year and how much he improved just over the course of his high school years even from his freshman to sophomore and then sophomore to junior year was really remarkable to me but it's going to be good i think for our state for iu fans for everybody to see trace who did it the right way he stayed in the nba he battled a covid situation right around draft time last year that may have made it easier for him to bite the bullet and come back to indiana but he really built quite a following and had quite a career and i think everybody wants to see him get a legitimate opportunity uh, to contribute to a Big Ten uh, to a Big Ten franchise, to an NBA franchise. And I know there's a lot of Big Ten coaches that are glad Trace Jackson Davis will not be back in college basketball after the way he tore the conference up for so much of the season. But it will be refreshing, I think, for anybody that knows Trace, has followed Trace, fan, media, otherwise, to see him get selected tonight. So I hope he goes to a situation. It doesn't matter if he gets picked 32nd or 42nd, first round, late, early second round, mid-second round. I just hope that he goes to a franchise that can use him and that has a future for him uh, to put him to use. And we'll see from there how things play out for Trace Jackson Davis. I did see a report from Jeff Rabjohns over the weekend that he has confirmed uh, Mike Woodson will be at and some of the other IU basketball coaching staff members will be at the NBA draft. I fully expect that you will see Mike Woodson around Jalen hood Shafino, uh, who's going to be in the green room for the draft tonight at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And, of course, uh, with Trace Jackson Davis there, he's not a green room candidate. He will not be there. You won't see him uh, on stage or you won't see him in the building, but he does have a private uh, draft party, and some of the members of the IU staff are expected to be there as well according to Jeff Rabjohns of Peaks.com. The draft begins at 8 p.m. ABC and ESPN 
58 picks in the NBA draft this year. And I don't remember if the draft has been on national TV like ABC, a real network, a national network before one of the big ones. But it is on ABC. will be on ESPN as well. So a couple different versions of the draft for you to pick up tonight. IU basketball recruiting note. We talk a lot about Mike Woodson and his connections to NBA and Carmelo Anthony. Now that Carmelo has a son coming up that's a recruiting target of Indiana, we mentioned also that Dominic Wilkins has a son that's uh, improving and is expected to be a big-time player. His name is Jacob Wilkinson, uh, Wilkins, excuse me, and uh, he is uh, receiving interest from Indiana, and he had some good things to say about Mike Woodson and the coaching staff in an interview from 247 Sports I saw. So it looks like Coach Woodson is really going to have a chance to put his NBA connections to use with both Dominique Wilkins' son and also Carmelo Anthony's son as well. So I would say if Indiana wants him, and it makes a lot of sense why Carmelo's son would come to Indiana, but I would say given those connections, Indiana has a really great chance to land those guys. I I especially feel that way about Carmelo Anthony's son. Now, they're both young. They're both talented. They're both ranked. They're both well thought of, expected to be big-time recruits, but still fairly early in the recruiting process for those guys. But I would pay attention to some of those big names and Mike Woodson's connections to the NBA over the years and to both of those guys specifically uh, given his NBA background. A couple other notes to pass along. Here's another NBA note. Lucas Oil Stadium is going to host uh, some of the events this year, or next year I should say, for the NBA All-Star Weekend, which is going to be really fun to see it come to Indianapolis. I think the first time since like 1985 that the NBA All-Star Game uh, will be played in Indianapolis. But it's State Farm All-Star Saturday night on Saturday, February 17th, the night before the All-Star Game. That's the slam dunk, the three-point, and the skills challenge, which are always fun. And it's It's a great opportunity for kids and just people maybe that normally would not get a chance to go to an All-Star Game or even a regular season Pacers game on a regular basis to get a chance to go. So kudos to Indianapolis and the host committee. Working a deal out with Lucas Oil Stadium where a lot of people are going to be able to get in. 10,500 tickets will go on sale July 24th coming up in just a month or so. There's really low price tickets to this All-Star Saturday night. $24 I think I saw is the lowest tickets. And there's going to be a lot given away to youth in Indianapolis, which is a wonderful thing. But pretty neat to see that Lucas Oil Stadium, when I first saw the graphic, the press release, I thought maybe the all-Star game is going to be played there, but it will not. It will be played at Gainbridge Fieldhouse, as you would expect. But the All-Star Saturday night festivities will be held in Indianapolis, like the game, but at Lucas Oil Stadium. So that should be pretty cool. One other recruiting note I left off. I know there's been a lot of interest in Antonio Reeves, a six-foot-five guard at Kentucky who declared for the NBA draft, and then there were rumors that when he was coming back to college after getting out of the draft, he might actually come to Indiana or consider Indiana among other schools instead of returning to Lexington. But it has been confirmed here recently he is going to return uh, to the Wildcats for next season. I know that Reeves was somebody of a lot of interest, at least to Indiana fans, to see maybe if there was a chance that he would come to Bloomington for next season. But he is set to return uh, to the U.K. program and play for Coach Cal another year. That's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502 502- 
502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, IU, NBA draft, local sports, Jeffersonville basketball with Coach Wilkerson coming up a little bit later in the hour. Whatever you got, send it in. We'll work it on the air today. Stay with us. A quick commercial break is next. And we're back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Stay with us for a chat about IU hoops and tonight's draft on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Thursday edition of the program. A lot of rumor out there this morning that US UAB coach Andy Kennedy might be headed to West Virginia to take over for Bob Huggins, who initially, or I should say, just announced his retirement after getting to in, into a little bit more off-season issues with a DUI charge over the weekend. But uh, I just see Coach Kennedy uh, putting a little bit of squash on that. Said fake news. So looks like he is staying with the UAB program, according to his latest tweet. Alex Bozich inside the hall with us here on this Thursday program. Alex, I just went through some of the mock drafts that I pay most attention to about maybe where Jalen Hood, Chafino, and Trace Jackson Davis go tonight. But what are you expecting from an IU perspective tonight headed into the 2023 NBA draft in Brooklyn? I mean, one of the things I enjoy most about draft night, Matt, is just the unpredictability about it. I mean, I've been posting about these mock drafts now for since early in the week and did a couple of roundups in the months leading up. But, you know, outside of really the number one pick, there's a lot of uncertainty as to what's going to happen. And obviously there's going to be a trickle-down effect for a guy like Jalen hood Shafino and even to down to, to Trace Jackson Davis. We know that... Uh, the Victor Wimbanyama is going to go number one, but after that, uh, I think it's you know obviously still up for grabs in terms of what happens between Scoot Henderson and, and Brandon Miller, and then I think we'll go from there. I mean, most of the projections that I've seen uh, with Jalen Hitchfino have him going anywhere from 13 to 15, which obviously you know the magic number to be in the lottery is 14. So uh, the highest I've seen him this morning, I think there was a, a mock draft in the Boston Globe that actually had him eight. That's the highest I, I've seen. I would be surprised if he went that high. Um, and then the Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, there's been some a couple projections that. Uh, Denver would take him at 29. That's the pick that they recently acquired from the Pacers. There's been uh, a lot of early second round uh, in that 32, I think 34, 38 range. Uh, ultimately, just for both guys, I'd like to see them go to a situation where they go to a well, uh, well-run well franchise that has a good infrastructure that's going to develop them as, as players and as, as people. I mean, they're both really good good kids uh, from all accounts and from my dealings with them, but you want to go to an organization uh, that has great people in the front office, uh, a good owner, uh, good teammates. Uh, you know, I think the worst thing for a guy like Trace Jackson Davis would be to go to a franchise like Charlotte that just really has been 
uh, poorly managed for a long time and, and just doesn't really seem to to have any direction. It'd be great to see him go to a, a team like Denver. Even the Pacers, I think, uh, with their, their front office leadership under Kevin Pritchard, I think with what they're build, building there, it'll be obviously cool to see him be local um, and be able to be a part of that. Uh, same thing with Jalen Hutchifino. I mean, there's been some uh, projections of him going to Toronto. I think that's a, uh, a pretty good spot uh, for him to land potentially because that's a, another franchise I think that really kind of maxes out its resources and what they have available seems to be uh, well run there. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's every year there's going to be uh, – all these mock drafts and a lot of them are pretty similar and then there's going to be some surprises and so we'll see uh what happens when uh the draft actually starts i mean i i i'm hopeful that that Huchifino will land somewhere in the late lottery and maybe trace sneaks into the late first round but ultimately i just hope both guys land in situations that are going to be good for them to get an opportunity uh, to play in the nba and also just stick in the nba because most you know the most important thing kind of as we've seen with romeo um, you know, his injuries have been a part of his journey and, and kind of what uh, he's turned into. But getting to that second contract, uh, you know, he's coming up, for, I think, for renewal this offseason. We'll see where he ends up. But I think, you know, it's as great as it is to get a first NBA contract, if you want to make significant money and, and kind of make life-changing money, you got to get to that second deal. Yeah, no question. I don't know about you, but you've covered Trace Jackson Davis for years. You've seen his progress. He's an in-state player. Uh, I remember going back to Center Grove Middle School days when he was uh, just a very average big basketball player, tall, lanky basketball player. Um, That said, he's come a long way, and there's the thought out there that he was loyal to Indiana, and he did it the right way. He battled through adversity. He maybe swallowed his pride when he wanted to be an NBA pick but wasn't. He came back to Indiana. Of course, you could say NIL made it probably worth his time, more than worth his time to do so. But I think when Trace hears his name tonight and the IU fan base hear his name, there will be satisfaction for him as much as there has been for any other IU guy to get drafted at any level, first round, second round, uh, lottery pick or not, because Trace did this thing the right way. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the last guy, um, you know, you never say never, this is probably the last player we're going to see like this in Indiana for a long time, maybe ever. An in-state kid who is an All-American uh, NBA talent player that you know, that stayed for four years, you know, with the transfer portal now and the opportunity to leave early for the pros, it's rare that you see a player with this level of production stick around for four years. Um, it, it's also just interesting that he actually benefited, I think, from an NBA perspective for sticking around for four years. A lot of guys, you know, to maximize things, they leave after a year or two, and then when you become an upperclassman, you become less desirable. It's, you know, he's going to be one of the older guys picked tonight, uh, assuming he does get selected, which everybody expects. So he actually benefited from, from sticking around and developing as a player, and I think um, if he would have left after a season or two, or even after prior to last year, he, he's probably not uh, a guy that would have got selected and would have had to work his way through the G League. And um, you know, I, I think <clears throat> tonight when he gets picked, the team that that gets in, ends up with him and ha- brings him into the organization, maybe they're not drafting the highest ceiling guy, but they can look at four years of a body of work of him coming into a program, helping 
that program steadily improve and get better. Him being a guy who was reliable, you know, he, he rarely missed games due to injury. He played through a lot of injury this past season with kind of the back issue and, and playing all of those minutes. Uh, he was a good teammate. He was always available. And, you know, I, I think his NBA future uh, can be whatever he, he wants it to be. Maybe he's never a starter. Maybe he's never a guy getting a, a long-term big-money deal. I think he has the potential to stick around for a long time and make a lot of money and be a, a solid uh, pro and somebody that um, affects the culture and affects the locker room. And is a, is a, you know, There's a lot to be said when you see uh, guys getting in trouble off the court. There's a lot to be said for, for guys who can just be an adult and, and know how to act on and off the court and bring uh, positivity to a locker room. And I think that's exactly... Uh, what Trace Jackson Davis is going to bring to whichever NBA franchise uh, that he ends up with. Alex, I respect your opinion on basketball and many other things. Victor Wimbiana, I know you followed him a bit. You kept up with the Spurs as well this season because of Romeo mm-hmm. Langford. Uh, he's the for sure number one pick tonight. I believe that's the case. I don't think there's any drama there that there could be a late surprise. And how yeah. sold are you on the hype that he has received the last few years building up to this year's draft? Yeah, I mean, I've watched a lot of YouTube video of him. I mean, I've not watched, like, full games, and, I, you know, I'm not quite sure the level of competition. Um, I, you know, I wonder, the only thing I wonder with him is durability because guys that are built like he is, um, you know, the first thing you think of are, are foot problems and, and injuries uh, just because you don't see players that are that tall move like that. Um, you know, he's not a a back-to-the-basket player. He's the guy that can go out in the perimeter and, and do a lot of things with the ball. I think that's what makes him so special as a prospect. Um, you know, he, to me, he, you know, a lot of people have him as a can't-miss prospect. You know, I think as long as he stays healthy, I agree with that. Um, that's just kind of the thing you worry about with all these guys is the health. But in terms of the skill level and just some of the things he can do to be able uh, to handle the ball like he does, be able to move around the floor like he does, um, shoot the ball the way he does. I mean, there's a reason that a lot of people are calling him the the best prospect since uh, LeBron James. I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, there's been some really darn good players coming to the league uh, since LeBron James. I mean, Luka Doncic, to me, uh, over that period, and Giannis has been uh, kind of the, the cream of the crop. But Giannis was kind of under the radar as a draft pick. But Luka coming in, I, I think, was... Um, a lot of people's mind uh, kind of a can't miss guy, but he, he ends up going number three. And, and I don't think the obviously the, the Spurs are going to make the same mistake that those teams did a couple of years ago and passing on, on a, a guy like that just because he's an international guy. So much has been written about him and he's kind of been looked at as the, as the next great player. And I think he's got all the tools to do it. Like I said, I think the, the injury thing is the only thing that would give me pause. He's been relatively durable, I think, to this point in his career. Um, but the level of physicality and the, the strain of playing 82 games in the NBA uh, is just an adjustment for any player. So I, 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 for one, as an NBA fan and just a basketball fan, hope that he's able to to uh, stay healthy and come in and, and be the player that a lot of people uh, want him uh, to be because – you know, you look at the NBA right now, I mean, Curry and, and LeBron have been kind of the face of the league now for so long, but we're kind of slowly, I mean, those guys are still at the top of their games to an extent. I mean, top 10, top 15 players, but 
the baton's going to have to be passed here in the next couple of years, and I think he's a guy, along with Luka, Giannis, Jokic, I mean, the, the future of the league looks looks bright, and it would just be great to get another international superstar that kind of keeps uh, the focus on the NBA from a global perspective and be able to, to grow the game, because I, I think it trickles down to college, too, because I think um, just the more uh, people that you can get interested uh, in the league uh, around the world, uh, obviously they're going to be interested in all levels of the basketball. So I think it's a great uh, great thing that he's getting all this hype, and I just hope he can live up to it. Alex Bozich inside the hall. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, uh, how big of a deal is it, realistically, for Mike Woodson to be on TV tonight with Jalen hood Chafino in the green room? How much does that help solidify IU with some of these big prospects that Woodson and the coaches are targeting right now? I think it's a, uh, I mean, it's obviously a kind of a recruiting tool. Uh, if you can have uh, any kind of FaceTime on, on TV, I mean, India's in with a ton of big name prospects in 2024. What better uh, thing to be able to show those guys that, hey, you know, we've got a guy that we, we took as kind of what a top fringe top 20 player after a year and, developed him into, you know, he's going to be a top 20, top 15 pick. Um, I would think it'd be a big deal for IU's coaches to kind of be there and, and be seen uh, as much as possible. Uh, more than anything else, I mean, I, I, I just think Indiana as a program needed to get back and to sending guys to the league. I mean, this is going to be the first time they've had a player pick since 2019, Romeo. Um, you know, you look at kind of some of the list, they really this, um, the last 10, 15 years, they've been one of the programs with uh, a pretty decent amount of lottery picks and first-round picks, but I think moving forward, this needs to kind of be a yearly thing where they're sending somebody to the league every year, whether it's a high lottery pick or just somebody making it. Um, I think that also correlates to the success of the program. If you're consistently having pros on your roster, you're going to be developing uh, teams that can – have a chance to, to push deeper into the tournament, and in turn, that's going to help in recruiting. So I think this is a pretty big night for IU. Uh, if they can get Huchifino into the lottery and maybe sneak Chase Jackson Davis into the late first round, early second round, you know, I, th- I think that's a, a big deal for recruiting, and uh, I think it's a, you know, a testament to what Mike Woodson and the coaching staff have been able to do with this program since taking over a couple of years ago. Alex Bozich inside the hall joining us. Alex, big recruiting event in state coming up this week. It's the Charlie Hughes shootout. It's the IBCA-IHSA combined event uh, that is approved for college coaches to attend. Last week we saw some of the IU guys at the IBCA underclassmen workout, and I'd be surprised if we don't see everybody from the big man, Coach Woodson, all the way down watching uh, game, including a lot of Indiana fans that will be out this weekend watching games in the Indianapolis area. There are a ton of big-name schools and programs in our state playing, including some of our local schools, and all the real big names you could think of that Indiana is tracking and offering and working on here in the state. Their teams are expected to play some games. So I expect to see really every major college program represented in Indiana this weekend for this big Charlie Hughes event. Yeah, I think these events, uh, being able to have college coaches there is uh, a good thing. I mean, it's now been going on now for several years where we've had the switch to where coaches could go out to these high school events in, in June. I think it's good for 
players to spend this time with their high school teams and not just be completely focused on uh, the grassroots scene. While that's good for the level of competition, um, I think it's good for coaches to be able to see these guys in kind of their uh, the regular team environment, see how they interact with teammates, because a lot of these teams, uh, like thinking back to Romeo's days with New Albany, I mean, they obviously had Sean East on the team as well, but he was playing with a lot of guys that were not nearly as talented or had the same level of, of basketball uh, acumen that he did, and it, it was fun to see how he helped elevate other guys make other guys better. I think it's the same in a lot of these instances. So I, I think it's a great evaluation tool for coaches to just be able to be in that environment and see guys with their with their high school team and I, I think any opportunity for coaches to, to get an extra set of eyes on players helps with the evaluation process uh, I think you know there's obviously limits on how often you can go out and there's rules and regulations but I'm for anything that can get coaches out seeing kids more often and because I think it, it helps both sides. I mean, obviously the, the coaches want to make the best evaluation and bring players in that they think can help their program and stick around and ultimately help them win. And I think for players, it's good to be able to see, be able to be seen as much as possible. You know, maybe an under, under the radar guy or two, uh, you know, develops uh, from a, from a weekend like this because, uh, they're seen and they wouldn't normally be seen because they're not in the UIBL players. They're not in the Adidas uh, circuit players. So all in all, I think it's a positive and, and something that, uh, that that fans can really look forward to going out and seeing and also for coaches uh, to have that extra time to see players. I think it's a win-win for everybody. I agree. Alex Bozich inside the hall. He's with us Thursdays. You can read his coverage of IU basketball at InsideTheHall.com and follow him on Twitter at InsideTheHall. Alex, thank you. Enjoy the draft tonight, and we'll catch up next week. All right, Matt. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Alex's segment is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got the two in downtown New Albany, and their newest location, it's on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back for a summer update with Coach Sharon Wilkerson on the Jeffersonville Red Devils. They've had a good June so far, and they too are headed to the Charlie Hughes event this weekend in Indianapolis for some big games and some big challenges. But this Jeffersonville team, that what a great month they've had. We'll talk about that next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday edition of the program, NBA Draft tonight. Where will Hood Shafino and Jackson Davis go? Will be fun to watch if you're an Indiana fan tonight. You can't always say that about the draft. There aren't always, haven't always been Indiana players on a regular basis up for the draft, uh, eligible to be drafted, wanting to be drafted. But tonight it will be interesting to see where both of those guys go. Hood Shafino solidly in the first round, and I believe Trace Jackson Davis very solid in the second round. 
but will be interesting to watch it tonight at 8 o'clock. With us right now, talking some high school basketball with another summer update, is Sharon Wilkerson of the Jeffersonville Red Devils. And everybody recognizes and has recognized that this Jeff team last season, they are young but talented. And now those guys with another season and another offseason of growth uh, are ready for a big year of high school basketball coming up. Coach Wilkerson, I think uh, it's safe to say it's been a productive month uh, for your group, and there's still some big games left here in June. And let's see if we can connect. Sharon, are you there? All right, we'll have to see if we can reconnect with Sharon. But Jeffersonville headed to Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, as I mentioned in the last segment, they will play in the Charlie Hughes shootout, which has become the go-to event this month for high school programs to be seen by college coaches and to take on top competition. So for Jeff to get there and have a chance to go up to Indianapolis and play some top competition is big for some of these guys to be seen by college coaches this weekend, not just Indiana and the top-level programs, the high-major programs, but play uh, colleges of all levels, obviously a really big opportunity. So we'll try to reconnect with Sharon Wilkerson in just a moment and catch up with him on the month of June. But the Devils have been busy. They had summer league basketball. They started off the summer with the uh, USI team camp. The Red Devils were the champions of the one-day event down at USI. And they've had uh, a stop at the Collins tournament down in Shelbyville. They had some really good uh, opponents and games there in front of college coaches. And just a few days after that event, Trey Singleton, who will be a junior next year for the Red Devils, he received his first scholarship offer. So still trying to reconnect with Coach Wilkerson. We'll try to bring him back on in a moment so we can get an update now. And, Sharon, let's see, do we have you now? Yes, sir. Can you hear me, my friend? Gotcha, loud and clear. It's been a good month for Jeff. Uh, tell us how these first few weeks have went for your Devils. So it's, it's, it's been a really successful successful month uh, for us, Matt, and we, we definitely appreciate you having us on and, and allowing uh the Jeffersonville fan base to get this update real time. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, no, it's, it's been a really good month for us. Uh, we, we set an aggressive schedule again for the month of June uh, in, in hopes to, to show uh, how much that we, we have grown, uh, not only as, as players but also as students and, and as people. Uh, so uh, we've, uh, we've been able to go to the University of Southern Indiana. Uh, we went to Indiana University team camp. Uh, then we played in the Shelbyville Collins tournament, which was really good for us. And then this weekend we will finish uh, at Charlie Hughes. So we kind of felt that due to the due to the fact that the college coaches would be out evaluating and and, and looking at, at potential student athletes, uh, we really wanted to take advantage of this from an exposure standpoint and make sure that our our kids got seen by the, by the right guys. Coach, you've got a number of guys to check in on here this summer, but let's start with Trey Singleton. Uh, he had a great season a year ago. In fact, earlier this week, he was named by the News and Tribune the Netsby Boys Basketball Player of the Year, which in our area, that's a big honor. But to do so after your sophomore season is extremely special. Uh, before we get into his recruitment and his first scholarship offer earlier this week, how has Big Trey progressed here this summer? Matt, I will tell you, man, he, he has grown exponentially, you know, especially being a sophomore with the God-given abilities that he has, specifically his size. You know, typically, especially at that age, guys that's that size typically don't move and as, as well as, he's, as he does. 
so he definitely has uh, an advantage. Uh, so, but we've really pushed him to to be the leader, if you will. And uh, man, he has grown more than we ever thought that he would uh, in this short amount of time. So it was, uh, it's, it's kind of been a pleasant surprise for us. I think that we all uh, knew that he had potential, uh, but specifically, I'm not for sure that any of us thought that it would. Uh, I didn't think that we thought it would be seen or this visible this soon. So he's uh, he's done a really good job, and hopefully he can continue to grow. Sharon Wilkerson joining us. We're talking about the Jeffersonville Red Devils. Take us through some of those other key sophomores. Sharon, that is an outstanding age group, and I felt like from each month of the season as we would broadcast some of the Jeff games, you saw improvement. So with those guys out and about, I know some of them are playing together this summer on the travel basketball circuit. And then, of course, this month with your Jeffersonville team, overall, how is that class progressing and coming together? Because I think all of them have a chance to be special here in the area. You know, let, let me let me preface it like this, Matt. You know, especially in this day and age, buddy, with the social media and, and the way that student-athletes are being pursued, you know, I, I think that it's 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 really really important to make sure that we don't lose focus of what this ultimately is for. And for us here at Jeffersonville, our message is is always and will continue to be that we just want our kids to be able to get a free education at the college level. And now that doesn't matter if it's Division One, if it's Division Two, if it's whatever the case may be. Right, we 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 try our best to put our guys in a position where they're starting their adult lifehood. Uh, I mean, free of debt, with a good education, so they're able to provide a good life for themselves. And that's been the message to our kids. Right now, whether you end up at a low major, a mid major, a high major, D1, NAI, whatever may be the case, we just want to make sure that you're prepared to be able to face those challenges. So, and for us, we do. We have in now, obviously soon to be juniors we have four in that class that, that are really special kids and that's not to take anything away from the other kids in the program but these four are, are really really special uh mikey cooper has grown exponentially on the defensive end and rebounding the basketball like that's been a huge focus for him uh this offseason uh for, for pj douglas uh, a big focus for him uh, was getting more aggressive and playing with more force you know, being physical, if you will. And then Sean Boyd, from an overall standpoint of being a leader and being our floor general, uh, you know, we've really challenged all of these guys uh, in specific areas for them individually that's going to help our program. And they have responded beautifully. So hopefully uh, th- th- this weekend, uh, you know, the college coaches, the evaluators, uh, will have a chance to see that growth. And, and obviously our-, our-, our guys have put in the work, so hopefully it's going to work out. Sharon, you've been on about all sides of basketball, a high school standout, a college player, a high school coach, a college coach. You've been through the recruiting on both ends. How important do you think it is for these guys like Trey and your other sophomores and really any good player in southern Indiana or beyond to get a chance to be seen with their high school team, not just the AAU, the shoe stuff, the travel stuff? I I think that it's important from from all aspects, but I do think that the high school – uh, team environment carries a little bit more weight. And here's why. Because you have so much more time to prepare. Like the AAU circuit, it's great. I mean, man, and our guys have really, really benefited uh, from being with a Team Indiana Elite and Kyle Simpson and that group. Mike Fox, those guys, Chris Byers, those guys are wonderful. And they, our guys definitely have benefited from that. But I, I do think that from an individual perspective of a kid uh, or a student-athlete, I should say, uh, performing in front of these guys and being evaluated, it's a lot of pressure, right? So the more comfort that you can bring to those student-athletes, i.e. being with guys that you know that you've been with for 
for the entire year, being with guys that you grew up with, you know, having a coach that you see on a day-to-day basis. I mean, man, I think it brings you a level of comfort so these kids are able to perform at a high level. So I think a combination of the two really sets guys up to be successful if they choose to pursue that route. Absolutely. Sharon Wilkerson with us. Coach, this month has been a good one. Uh, let's see here. Stops at the University of Southern Indiana. You had some weeknight summer league games. I believe you played on Indiana's campus. Now the Charlie Hughes shootout. It's been a busy month. It's a lot of time for you, your coaches, and these athletes to be at this, not just during the winter months when basketball has big crowds and we're there broadcasting. It's a year-round thing nowadays. It is a year-round deal now, Matt. I mean, as you know yourself, uh, you know, obviously the, the season speaks for itself uh, November through March. But if you have any aspirations as a student athlete of playing at the next level, I mean, man, you've got to take those times that those college coaches are allowed to be out evaluating. You have to be seen. And then also I, I think that it's, it's critical to share this, Matt. Not only do you have to be seen, but you have to be prepared when you get your chance to be seen. Right, I, I think that that's the thing that sometimes that a lot of student athletes fail to, to, to realize. Yeah, you're going to get your opportunity, but make sure up until that point you've done your homework. So when these guys see you, man, they, they are seeing exactly what they need to see to bring you to their respective programs. Absolutely. Sharon Wilkerson, head coach of the Jeffersonville Red Devils. Coach, a good June. We wish you a strong finish at the Charlie Hughes event, and uh, we'll be talking more here in the offseason about the Devils for next year. Matt, thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate it. Hey, real quick, uh, basketball camp Jeffersonville, July 24th through the 27th. Please come see us. We would love to have you guys. All right, Jeff, with a back-to-school camp to get you set for the return to the school year. Hard to believe we'll be talking about back-to-school here in just a few weeks. Thanks for being with us here on this Thursday edition of the program. Always great to catch up. We missed yesterday because of the Louisville Bats day game, which we've had a handful of those so far this season, so occasionally we do miss for those broadcasts, but glad to be with you today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. If you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report, and you'll find us there. Have a great Thursday. Catch up with you tomorrow here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.